Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, January 26, 2023, and today we're reading from the big book, and we're in the chapter, um, chapter five, How It Works, on page 58, the first paragraph. Rarely have we seen a person fail, ending with, if they have the capacity to be honest. Reading that one paragraph only, and today's readers are, and thank you for your service, on the 12 steps, Christina J, 12 traditions, Nancy R. Reading the text is Reva P, Katie G, um, reading 164, and Vanita L is our backup. The newcomer greeter is Ann A, and the host of the second hour is Matt J.F. The reference numbers for Wednesday, January 25th, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting is 19,885. That's 19885. And for the 10 a.m. meeting is 19,886. That's 19886. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Christina J. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. Christina J. from the state of North Carolina, recovering for today by the grace of God. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. 
Thank you, Christina. I will now ask Nancy R. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you. Thank you so much, Katie. I am Nancy R., a compulsive overeater in New York. The 12, excuse me, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. So grateful to do service. Thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Nancy R. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive over eaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. We're in chapter five, page 58, how it works. The first paragraph, rarely have we seen a person fail, reading that one paragraph only. And I will ask Reva P to begin reading. Good morning, this is Reva P, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Chapter five, how it works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. 
usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They're not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They're naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those too who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Okay, um, so I'm Reva, compulsive overeater. When I first came into the program, I think I started with this chapter. I didn't really care about the other stuff proceeding. I just wanted to know how it worked. Um, but thank you, God, something possessed me to go back to the beginning. Um, so what strikes me this morning? Thoroughly following the path. I love how people say, rarely have we seen a person who thoroughly follows the path. Um, do I want the shortcut? You know, I, I like to skip to the end and get the cold notes um, to avoid having to do all the work in the middle. Um, and what is the path? The 12 steps, um, the directions laid out in the first 164 pages. Um, what strikes me is how the word honest is stated three times in one paragraph, and honest, free of deceit, truthfulness, and what do I need to be honest about? I guess I needed to go back to the preceding pages because it explains to me that I need to be honest about steps one and two before I start in this chapter, which is steps three and four, and that means I need to be honest about the fact that I have this physical allergy. Um, and no matter how many times I try to eat foods that I'm allergic to, I still get an allergic reaction. The reaction does not go away, um, no matter how much I do calisthenics with those foods and ingredients and behaviors, and that I have a mental twist that always takes me back to the substances that kill me. Um, and honesty is about every single thing in my life that I need to get to step one to. Um, I thought I had control over everything else in my life besides the food, but um, it becomes apparent to me um, with every step 10 that I do that I really have no control over anything around me. Um, and I can't control and manage people in my life on my own because I make a mess. Um, so right now we're having some work done in our house and um, I'm finding it really challenging and I need to trust. First, I need to be honest that I can't do this on my own. Um, and that God is the great consultant when it comes to um, house repairs um, and all the minutia that go with it. Um, and I need his help with the big things, with the little things. Um, yeah, so to be honest about who I am and what is my right place, um, and I am not the power. Um, and that's all I've got, and I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Reva P. Okay, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share on the first paragraph on page 58? Tina yeah. Rick J. Marie K. Leslie W. Connie Gray. Connie G. Rick J. Okay. Okay, here is who I think I heard. Tina S., Harlan G., Anne-Marie, I'm not sure the initial, Leslie W., Con 
Anne Marie J. Okay. No, Leslie K. W. K. Did K. you hear me, Janice Pam? No. Just a moment, please. No, I did First. not. Um, okay, there. Okay, um, Leslie W. Connie, I don't know your initial, initial, and Rick J. and Janice P.M. Did I miss anyone oh. else? No, but you have it's Anne Marie K., not J. I got it as Anne Marie K. Okay. Um, so this is the order. Tina S., Harlan G., Anne Marie K., Leslie W., Connie, Rick J., and Janice P.M. Go ahead, please, Tina S. I thought I heard Tina S. Thanks so much, Katie, for your service, Tina S., recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Well, you know, you know, I too, I, when I came in, I wanted to skip to Chapter 5, how it works. And I remember I was in a, in a meeting, and I had it open to Chapter 5, and I, I was new. And uh, when I went home and I opened it back up, there was a guy that was sitting <laughs> next to me, and he had uh, written in um, the margin there, of how it works, he put just fine, but start from the beginning, you know, and uh, it's amazing, you know, because it says it right here, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed her path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to the simple program. And that was me, you know, I thought, you know, I had a better way, you know, that all this stuff that we had to do, you probably had to do it. But, you know, I wasn't that bad. I could skip some of this stuff. And um, that's not the case. You know, I first came to the rooms in uh, 1987, uh, came to, to rooms with big book studies. And my abstinent date is 1999. You know, and I'm also in another program. My sobriety date is not 1987 either. It, it, it's 1993. So it's just, you know, I come in here thinking I know, and I love the previous share. You know, I, I'm on board totally, you know, and honest. You know, how many times it says about honesty in here. And, you know, I wasn't honest with myself. You know, so how could I be honest with you? You know, I thought that, you know, I wasn't that bad, that somehow, some way, you know, I could, in my mind, think, think myself through this thing. And, uh, and, get a, and get an answer, and that it didn't have to be from power greater than myself. My experience is, and thank you, God, that once I put, laid aside what I thought I know, and I, I listened and took directions from people that have done the steps before me and had had a spiritual awakening, I was able to do this thing too. You know, I started at one, and I worked the steps, and somehow, somehow, today I'm free, and I don't have to be in the food or any other addiction you know, I can rely on a power greater than myself and live free one day at a time. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Tina. Okay, Harlan G., you're up, followed by Anne-Marie Kay. Thank you very much, Katie, for your service this morning. Thanks for taking the meeting. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. In December 1938, just five months before the big book was to be printed, Bill had still not codified the program of action that was necessary for a person to recover. He was heavily influenced by Sam Shoemaker. Although the AA groups at the time had broken away from the Oxford group in 1937, the summer of 37, and this was December of 38, the magnificent influence of Sam Shoemaker was still there. And Sam taught the boys about the four impediments to God that we're going to be seeing, not as written as impediments, but the influence. The impediments are, one, a resentment that you will not let go of, step four. Number two, a secret that you will not tell, step five. 
Number three, a harmful thrill that you will not stop, step six and seven. And number four, a restitution that you will not make, steps eight and nine. But in December of 1938, Bill was home. He was very nocturnal at that time. He was not working. And he was laying in bed with his legal pad and his pencil. And within about 30 minutes, he wrote Chapter 5, How It Works, one of the greatest pieces of spiritual literature inside one of the greatest pieces of spiritual literature ever written. They forced a lot of changes on him. He had a lot of you and must and you do this and you do that. And it was Dr. Howard and a do- another doctor by the name of... <coughs> Excuse me, by the name of Esther Richards, and Esther Richards and Dr. Howard had convinced Bill to make editorial changes in it. But of the characteristics that Bill knew that a person needed, first and foremost, if they were going to recover, it's honesty. And that's why he stresses it so much in this paragraph. Honesty about what, people often ask cash register honesty. We could say honesty about everything, and that's a good answer. But the real essence of what he's looking for here, for us to be honest about, is are we compulsive overeaters or not? Based on the information in the doctor's opinion in the first four chapters, if we have not come to the conclusion that we are compulsive overeaters and cannot handle this by ourselves, we're in trouble. And in the first writing of this chapter, he's going to tell us, not here, but on the next page, he's going to tell us that if we haven't come to that conclusion, we should either reread the book or simply throw it away. And they made him take that out of there. But if we have no honesty, then we do not have the key in the door. The key in the door is abstinence or sobriety, honesty, willingness. These are the things that we need if we're going, action, action for sure, and surrender and recovery. But these are the things that lead to recovery. Anyway, my time is up. So thanks again, Katie, for taking the meeting. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Harlan. Okay, Anne-Marie Kay, you're up, followed by Leslie W. Hi, I think I could be here. This is Anne-Marie Kay, uh, recovered yeah. with my in Pennsylvania. And um, thank you, Katie, for doing service and everybody else who does service each morning. Uh, this is one of my go-to pages because in 1983, I walked into this room, these rooms the first time, and it took me another 38 years to surrender on July of 2021. And I go back to this page and I look in my third edition of the big book, which I very rarely opened. But I did open it once and put down next to the word, incapable of honest, this is me. And even though I put that down, I don't think I believed it, even though it was definitely me. And the thing that sticks out to me is that word constitutionally incapable. And then the word capacity. My constitution had nothing. It just was completely in another world. It certainly wasn't in an, uh, the world of, of rigorous honesty. I had no trust. And maybe, you know, yeah, you know, we, pretty much all of us have some kind of trauma from our childhood. But, you know, what realized was I was just so spiritually bankrupt. I had no idea what it meant to have a relationship with a higher power. I just was in here dying. Give me the diet. Let me know. But, you know, the thing of it is, it doesn't matter how long it takes us to get there and realize we're not alone. It's the fact is when it happens. And we're willing to go to any length. 
the beauty of this program is amazing. I just celebrated my 18 months of, of abstinence this week. And, you know, I like to say it doesn't really matter to me how many days because I really try to keep it in one day at a time because that's what I didn't get back then. I didn't understand the idea of 24 hours. All I thought was, I can't do this the rest of my life. Well, yeah, I can't. That's the cold feel. I can't. And in order to do that, I had to become rigorously honest and looking at what I had to do, what I had to do, what my part of it had to be if I wanted to change the fact that I had, and of course I didn't realize I had the allergy because as I said, I didn't really read the big book or use the big book. But that's okay. That was then. I'm in today. And I'm grateful today to have at least the amount of rigorous honesty that I can each day. And if I forget something, you know, I have my higher power right here to give me a little nudge and say, hey, Anne-Marie, remember those other days when you forgot about me? I'm still here. Try not to forget about me today. I'll help you out. So on that, I'm going to pass. And I'm so grateful for this program. And I'm grateful for Vision and all of you out there as well. Have a great day unless you've made other plans. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Anne-Marie Kay. Okay, Leslie W., you're up, followed by Connie. Hey, thanks, She'll give me so her for your, okay. Thanks for your service this morning. Thank you. Um, and it's so it's such a blessing to be here uh, this morning with all of you. And I'm Leslie W., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Tennessee. Um, and as I read this passage this morning, I am just struck with the uh, the gratitude that I do have the ability to be honest with myself. Um, You know, I don't know. I can't, I cannot pick out the people who are inconstitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. Only they, only, only they and God know that. Um, But I know that, that I am, and I am so thankful for that. Um, because when I first came into this program, you know, I, I just, I was not able to even articulate to you um, any truth about myself other than the fact that I knew I was miserable and unhappy and could not stop eating um, no matter what I tried and I was just absolutely in the dark and when it was suggested to me that I was not living an authentic life um, I wanted to reject that I wanted to say no I'm fine everything is fine I just have this this food problem and once I can get this food problem under control then life will go back to normal Um, I had no idea the depths of dishonesty and fear that that I held inside of me Um, and I can honestly tell you honestly that today I am able to be truthful I am able to be my authentic, truthful self and the person that um, you hear is is not the vision for you <laughs> recovered personality. It's um it's it's the real me. And I could not say that before. 
because I was a chameleon and shape-shifting my way through life. Um, and I showed a different side of myself depending on what circumstance I found myself in. And that was dishonest. And it was only a matter of time um, before I crashed and burned. And so I'm grateful to be with all of you today, all of you today and to share my truth. And uh, with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you, Leslie W. Okay, Connie, um, you're up, and followed by Rick J. This is Connie G, and I am in Houston, Texas. And thank you, guys, for all of your service every day, and I do truly enjoy vision for you. Um, this passage hits home for me because I have been in and out of all these years for a long time, and right this moment in time, I'm a covering compulsive eater, and I've read this several times, and one time, I just thought I was that person who was incapable of being honest with myself and I can never get this program and I kept thinking, why do I keep coming back? And then one day I read a part that said, rarely have we anyone felt who has totally followed our path. And I thought, when did that get in here? I don't remember reading that. And I read it over and over again. I asked myself, have you thoroughly followed their path? Have you thoroughly worked the steps? Have you thoroughly did what they asked you to do in this big book? And the answer was no. And so I thought, you don't get totally this time until you thoroughly follow their path. And if it doesn't work, you can leave. And here I am, 18 months later, three meals a day, weighing and measuring and following their path. And it has been absolutely a miracle. And many things have happened and many things have changed. But I wouldn't turn back for anything. So I just wanted to share that this part about um, being honest with yourself and honest with your own demons and honest with reality is what's keeping me here one day at a time. And someone said, are you going to do this for the rest of your life? And I said, no, I'm going to do this just for today. And I will let tomorrow take care of itself. So thank you for being here and thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Connie G. Rick J., you're up, followed by Janice P.M. Hey, thank you so much for your service. Good morning, everybody. Rick J. here. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in North Carolina, and I'm very grateful to be able to say recovered, you know, and um, I was one of those people. I love Reva's uh, share and and the other shares, too, you know, but I hadn't heard that. Uh, rarely have uh, we seen a person who has thoroughly followed our path, and, and that was me. Um, you know, in my arrogance and in my ego, uh, which I could not overcome. I couldn't overcome my old ideas that were firmly fixed in place that I was already working a 12-step program. Thank you very much. I already had a relationship with my higher power. Thank you very much. You know, and I would compare myself to you, and I would I would look at you, and I would see things that you were doing who, by the way, was living in recovery and freedom that I was not willing to do. So I would keep justifying, you know, my going to OA meetings, showing up, comparing, leaving, um, and then just completely content to work things my own way. And a part of me simply was not ready. Obviously, I was not ready. And I kept falling deeper and deeper into that 
bottomless void, that black void, that endless black hole, you know, of despair. So thankfully my, my disease was able to do for me what I could not do for myself. And it, it, you know, it got me to a state of willingness, you know, and then I became willing. I became willing. I just went from yes, but to yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. What are you doing? Tell me what to do. I'll do it. And until I got to that point, I could not stay recovered. I could get to a point where I was feeling this new freedom, but I would not continue to live in the steps to the extent that you were. I was not living in the steps. I was not completely releasing the things that were blocking me. I was not continually strengthening that connection. I wasn't carrying the message. These were the things that were keeping me from recovery. And I'm not willing to let my recovery go now. It took me 25 years to get three years of abstinence. So I know what I'm talking about when I'm, when I'm looking at the thoroughly following our path. I'm thoroughly following the path today to the best of my ability. And I'm willing to set aside everything I think I know about recovery, about a relationship with the higher power, about the spiritual actions that keep me there. With that, I pass. Thank you so much, Rick J. Okay, Janice P. I'm your, you're up. And then after that, we will ask for more shares. We're on page 58 in the chapter five, how it works, the very first paragraph. Go ahead, please, Janice. Yes, certainly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, um, Katie F. Uh, my name is Janice P. M. And I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater uh, from Massachusetts. That's where I live. Um, yeah, you know, ditto to a lot of the statements. Um, but I'm going to, um, uh, the very first sentence, really? What does that mean, really? Wow, what hope here? What hope is there here? First, I have to know, like it was said, I have to know who I am. Well, I really didn't want to be one. I didn't want to be a compulsive overeater. That was my big problem. So therefore, I was always trying to get the ability, the ability to do this on my own. But it's telling us here, really, that means seldom, hardly ever. Have we seen, these are recovered alcoholics that are giving their experience. It's not one author. It's a, it's a group. It's like us here at the Vision for You. We really have we seen. <laughs> that means, my goodness, what hope that means. You know, that that seldom, never, well, almost never, uh, we have seen a person feel who has thoroughly followed our directions in this big book, the 164 ba- pages for the results. Well, what, what, what the re- I, 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 could, I knew what my problem was. Well, I sort of knew. Um, uh, I, I knew that I was powerless, but that was just words, powerless. Well, that was my real problem. <laughs> See, and I didn't even know that because I was so dishonest with myself. I was full of delusions. I was full of perceptions. Oh, I can do this on my own. That's why it was so hard for me to follow directions because I couldn't really trust you people or believe yet. But it tells us in the first two steps, you know, uh, you have a problem, no power, no power. So 
you know, let's get honest with ourselves that you do not have the capability, the ability to give the results that you want. And that was my experience. So really, we are recovered. Those of us that have followed these directions, all the directions, not some of the directions, take what you like, leave the rest. So we had to be very rigorously honest to know that I am incapable of producing these results unless I follow these directions. And I've been in there a long time. I would follow some of them. And some of them I'd say, no, I can do that. See, because I lacked the ability. Time, please. Sure, I lacked the power. Certainly when I surrendered, to be honest, to these directions is when I became recovered and I found the results. And thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, Janice. Okay, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So if you have not shared on any vision meeting on Tuesday or Wednesday, who would like to share on this paragraph? Jim from Pennsylvania. Rifka R in Baltimore. Linda L, Illinois. Wait one second, please. I heard Jim, Anita, Rivka, and that's all I heard. Claire. Linda D. Linda D. Terry J. Terry J. Pamela P. Debbie V. Okay, let's stop there. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, I have Jim. I think it was Jim K. I think it's Anita J. Is it Anita J or Anita L? I think it's an, and then Ripka from Baltimore. It's Jay. Jay, great. Thank you, um, Anita. Claire E, Linda R, Terry J, Vasa O, Pamela P, I believe it is, and Debbie V. So I have not even looked at the clock, but let's go with that list and start with Jim K, followed by Anita J. Go ahead, Jim, star one. Hi, this is Jim Kay, a compulsive overeater from Illinois. This opening paragraph gives a lot of focus to those who don't follow the path, those who cannot be honest, those who will not be honest, those incapable and constitutionally incapable of being honest, the unfortunates, those who have grave emotional and, and mental uh, disturbances. And so it's, it sort of invites, you know, there's an implication there of, now, are you one of those? Are, you know, are you one of these unfortunates? Are you one of these that cannot? Um, and, in, and in step one, you know, I, I love this notion of playing with the word admitted. It's not just an admission to my, oneself, admitting to oneself, but it's like being admitted to a program, being admitted to an exclusive club, being admitted and accepted into an elite school that, you know, all of us on this line are sort of members of the lucky sperm club, you know, that we're privileged to be here. 
And, you know, the ticket for uh, admission is being honest. Uh, that's what's required to, to enter. And, uh, you know, I can, I, I have this high standard of being honest with others, you know, not even a little white lie, but being honest with myself, that's, you know, that's where it's hard, just years of denial build up. So uh, I just love the reference to honesty here just so much. And, you know, to start off how it works, you know, it's, it's like, you know, instructions you might get to assemble something from Ikea. You know, it's like, it's just not that complicated, but it's, you know, you got to be honest. And, uh, um, you know, my sponsor's on the, on the line this morning and, you know, he asked me at one point, was there anything else you want to share? And it's like, I don't want to share this, but I need to be honest. And that's my ticket for entry. And what I've gotten out of this is, is a, a new way of living and uh i'm grateful and i'll pass thank you thank you jim k anita j you're up followed by R- ripka r i believe it is thank you thank you so much katie for your service and um all who do service on the line i'm anita j and i'm a recovered compulsive overeater in massachusetts I'm focusing today, or God focused on me, focused me today is thoroughly, thoroughly, because when I began to do this work and looked at character defects, what came out, something I've lived out of my entire life and can still fall into it now, and that is enough, that's enough, I've done enough. I've done enough. And it shows now sometimes when I'll say for outreach. Okay, I've done enough. And um, it's not a good way to live. I wonder if God doles out his blessings that way. Okay, that's enough for her today. She's not going to get any more for three days. And... um, Anyway, it's very good to get focused from the very beginning again on how it works and all these important things coming out just in this first couple of sentences. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Anita J. Okay, Ripka, I believe R, Claire E. Hi, good morning. Ripka R, and uh, gratefully uh, recovered compulsive overeater in Baltimore. what jumped out at me today was um, grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Like whenever I read this, this paragraph before, I thought, well, I, I'm honest because I'm, you know, cash register honest. And I was even honest about being a compulsive overeater since I was little. I knew there was something really wrong with me and really broken about my relationship with food and using it to live life and, you know, not being able to to control my eating and so I I you know I knew that too so I thought okay I'm honest so I just go to the next paragraph but I really um didn't know what honesty meant and it kind of was brought home to me years ago with my first sponsor when she said call me at 8 8:30 and I called her at 8:25 and she said why didn't you call me at 8:30 and I lied I said, well, the, the clock here says 
And when I was in fear, I was not honest. I would cheat on tests because I was afraid of failing. I would um, certainly blame others, you know, if, uh, you know, they had any kind of complaint against me or, you know, I would defend myself. And, you know, I had just absolutely a drive to be a victim and a drive to be right, a drive to control. I didn't, I wasn't honest about really grasping and developing a manner of living which demanded rigorous honesty. And that's the the gift that this program has given me. It's helped me look at my own behavior, my own reactions, and where I spent years and years, even in program, even doing 10 steps, still not grasping and developing this manner of living that, you know, that brought me to a place of peace. Um, I, I, it, it, it took me a long time to get that, to get that, and it's still developing. It's always developing, because I still have my initial reactions sometimes, and then I have to say, "Up, oh, now it's a sign to me that I need to look deeper inside and and go for the truth." So that's just the miracle that that I can uh, grasp that today. That um, what what I need to do to live in in, in alignment with the truth. So thanks for letting me share, and have a great day. Thank you, Rivka R. Uh, Claire E., you're up, followed by Linda D. Thanks very much, Katie. My name's Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in the UK, uh, back in the UK today, having been in the States for the last few weeks. Um, thank you so much for this paragraph and all the shares. It's been brilliant listening to it. And um, you know, a lot, lot of what I would say about it has been um, already said. What I would like to pick up on is that, you know, for a long time, I believed I was someone. Um, who was constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. You know, I didn't recover. I had a, a, numerous relapses. Um, and actually, what I've discovered and I'm, is that I am someone who's constitutionally incapable of being honest with myself. Um, you know, and that has been part of my step one, is that left to my own devices, I will always find dishonesty. I'll get, you know, my mum used to say, even as a child, I used to lie when the truth would serve me better. And, and that's what I do. Um, and it's not cash book dishonesty necessarily. It can be. It has been in the past, but it's not necessarily lying adversely. But I will lie by dishonesty. I will justify. I will rationalize. I will make things okay that weren't okay. I will leave out stuff. I will get very honest with somebody and then sort of say the next week that I speak to them, I'm absolutely fine. Um, and that's how I get, you know, without a spiritual awakening, without conscious contact with my higher power and without reflection from all the fellows that I am in contact with, you know, constantly, really. Um, you know, a good sponsor who reflects stuff back to me, 10th step partners who will, you know, point out things that I haven't seen in my 10th step. Um, I need other people to reflect my dishonesty. I am an inherently very dishonest person. It's one of the biggest symptoms of this, this compulsive eating disease. Um, and it was all about presenting the window dressing. I wanted you to see me in a certain way. And I found, you know, having integrity and ongoing honesty with people a real challenge in recovery, a real challenge. Um, but it's one of the places that I really find God is when I'm able to be truly real and truly myself with other people. And, you know, they don't they don't react how my brain tells me they're going to. You know, it's, they're accepting, they're helpful. Um, you know, and um, yeah, so honesty, um, I think there's another speaker that says, you know, as soon as I get dishonest about anything, I'm putting a big block between me and God. And that has been my experience, you know. Um, so, yeah, I will leave it there with that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Claire. Okay, next we will have Liz. 
to Carrie J. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. I'm uh, puzzled by myself a lot. I'm, li I'm like a chameleon. Somebody used that expression. The one thing I'm not puzzled about right now is this. I failed a lot because I couldn't face the fact that I was a profoundly self-destructive person. I didn't see it. I didn't know how to evaluate it. I did the best I could for as long as I could. And it took me from 1982 until um, today, <laughs> today, to be the person that I am, mistakes and all. And some of it, a lot of it was ugly and choked with shame about what a bad person I was. Well, I did some bad things and I've made amends and I have other financial amends to make that I haven't been able to afford, frankly. But those things aside, God knows my honesty about it. I look in the mirror now and I love the person that I have become. And I have become that person by the grace of God. And what I mean by that is God is really, really, really real. And I didn't think God was really, really, really real. And a part of me, or I'm a part of it. Actually, I'm a part of it. Um, or he or she, whatever you are comfortable with. Uh, I was in the kitchen a few minutes ago, and, and also like um, Reva, I think. Uh, my house is being restored, top to bottom, inside and out. And it's 90 years old. And, uh, boy, that's a heck of a mess. And I want to keep working, 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 because I'm capable. I can do it. And that's wonderful. And I'm going to drop dead if I don't stop the pace at which I at first had to do it and then don't have to do it. And I could hear this immensity, this God within me say, no, as a, you know, as a thought, very strong, no meeting, sit down. And I did it. Now that sounds like a, you know, like kind of pathetic. It doesn't sound very godly. That's very godly. That's the part of me that loves me and wants to give me something new. And the something new is success, peace, to love the person and not set her up for failure. Because if you keep going a thousand miles an hour, you're going to hit a wall. And that's a fact. What could be more loving than a part of me that really wants me to stop and have a good life? And with please. that, I pass. Thank you, Linda D. Okay, Terry J., you're up, followed by Bossa O. Good morning. Terry J. in Michigan. Impulsive overeater abstinent for today. Grateful for your service. Um, a couple of weeks ago, um, one of the special editions that I like to call Special Ed, because that applies to me, I asked a question about this paragraph, actually, because my disease still wanted to find a way. Maybe I wasn't uh, capable of being completely honest. 
Well, that was smashed at that special edition. And it goes on to say, even in the paragraph, even those that may have severe mental illness, as long as we have the capacity to be honest, and I do have that capacity to be honest. So that loophole was smashed, and um, I have really been happily trudging the road of happy destiny ever since. I'm abstinent. I'm grateful. Um, some people may have thrown the towel on me. I may have even thrown the towel in on myself. But this paragraph was such an eye-opener for me. And even despite myself, despite my disease, I could not find a way to successfully eat. I had a peaceful night's sleep for the first time in a good while. Recently, last night was one of them because I wasn't all hyped up off of whatever, couldn't sleep. I woke up. I feel good this morning, and I'm just grateful, grateful to be a part of. Thanks for letting me share. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much, Terry J. Okay, Vasa O, you're up, and um, then Pamela P., and I'm not sure if we'll have time for Debbie B., but hopefully. Go ahead, Vasa. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Katie, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater calling from Florida. And I remember when I came to my first meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, and we read this every time, how, you know, how it works. And he says, really, have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path? Those who do, I have to read this to remind myself. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not be completely give themselves to this simple program, usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. And, uh, yes, I, I'm, by the time I came to my first meeting, I had no problem admitting that I was powerless over the food addiction and it's not that I didn't try. I tried to put it down so many years, and I just could not do it. Tried everything. And even before I came to my first OA meeting, you know, I don't know how long before that, I just gave in into the food addiction because with everything I tried, it just did not work. So this was not my beginning of something that I, I didn't even know. There was, I knew there was something wrong with my life. You know, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, I just did not know what it was wrong. And for me to find out, there was like a name for the food that I'd been trying for years, the diets that I tried. There was a name for it. It was called food. I was a food, food addict. or I had eating disorder. I was so relieved to find that out. I said, okay, so these people are telling me, if I'm honest, and it's almost like a promise for me. If it's, it says, really, have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path? To me, it was like very really they have seen person that they haven't that that they haven't recovered. If they if they commitment if they commit to the program, the twelve steps, and how it works, I was so excited to really find out what my problem was and what the solution was. 
And and again, you know, after trying to do it from by, by myself, by my willpower, I was grateful to find out what the solution was. I didn't know anything about the allergy of the body. I had no clue any of it. You, you know, with this, I like higher power. I really like the higher power rather than God because I did grow up with fearful punishing God. So, yes, I welcome that higher power. I welcome the 12 steps. That's my time. I am just so grateful. I've been doing this for many, many, many years, and I continue to do it because it works. Why stop when it's working? Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Okay, um, Pamela P., you'll be our last chair today. Yes, hi. The Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Um, so what I got from the paragraph is, yeah, I always be honest. That always, it almost was a problem to me because when I first came to the room, I was a zombie dance. I was stripping. I went porn. I told everything about my childhood, everything, um, child porn, all that. And the people just accept me who I am. I was the only black person there. And they just love on me. It was a great experience. And I've been in OA ever since. I think 92, late 92, early 93. So now today, I always continue being on. I had a great sponsor. I in scary recovery. Uh, the gym was closed called Fire. And I missed three days and two more days. My birthday was the other day. So five days straight, no gym. I gained eight pounds in this year so far. And I am the depth of the disease. I am the gut, like in the way they're eating me up. And I'm very consumed. So I'm there praying for day one. I'm praying I do go to gym today. And I'm there praying for God help. I know the program work. I know God ended it for the long haul. But it's just been a great struggle. I really, really pray. And I'm just scared because to gain eight pounds and only January 26, it's it, it just, it just scary. But then how deadly the disease could go. So um, I'm just going through a lot. I feel a little calm today. I had a safe breakfast, and I'm just praying. I had talked to my sponsor two days. I can't wait to talk to her. And I am working on step six now. But I feel powerless. I feel mostly on step one, more lightly. And you they can't give up because God never going to give up on us, not either once. Don't give up before that miracle going to happen. And it will happen, but you, you got to get back up and say, you know what, God, I got to try because without recovery, I might will die. I need my recovery back. So just pray for me. I pray for you all. Thank God for visiting for you. I thank God for people in the program. I had a lot of call my birthday to wish me happy birthday. And to me, that's sweet, either from visiting for you and my OA family. So I pass. Thank you to let me share. Well, thank you, um, Pamela P. And I'm sorry, Debbie V., we did not have time for your share. But if you could stay around for the second hour, um, you can share them. Okay. So thank you to everyone who shared today, and please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. And the share ID for today, Thursday, January 26th, is 19888. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Katie G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. 
Good morning, everyone. KDG Recovered in Boston. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.